Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In this battery-operated game, the player uses electronic sounds as clues to get through the maze and steal the treasure. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and joining me as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. And let me just say, a news report on September the 30th, 2021, Japan Standard Time, falsely claims that I have been supplying tools to drive development for a Ben Vernell 4-inch dildo. That is not true. We want to. We want to. We we here at Benvenel LLC want to ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers. We want to clarify that report that has been circulating through for some reason. Video games websites is yep. not true. There are no plans for an OLED model of this dildo. Oh, no. that's what he's doing. Right. Benvenel ben LLC, of course, standing for. Ben Vanell, lavish little cunny, right? <laughs> or little, little cock. <laughs> I, I didn't understand at all. I thought this was like a Twitter thing and because I'm not on Twitter anymore, it was like oh, right. there was some enormous Japanese dildo yeah. that had been Did in Did it production. hurt when you made a huge dildo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you might, that you might, really confused me. You, Adam Knox. Yeah. Uh, might not understand that because I think that tweet only up went up very recently uh, or a few hours ago while we were recording a video. That is uh, Nintendo yep. denying reports of a 4K Switch. I saw this. It was like Pete saying like at least 11 different developers have 4K Switch production models or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've come out and said that report is not true, which they keep doing to Bloomberg who keeps reporting on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a cat and mouse game. Was this? <laughs> yeah. I took that implication to be that they had those dev kits for a little while, like they were working on stuff, and they. I, I kind of took it to mean that, like, they had the rug pulled out from under them, right. By the announcement of the OLED model, which a lot of people, you know, thought that the 4K one was coming. Yes. Like I, I took that to mean like they're there with their fingers up their ass, going, "Oh, we've got this great." We've got this beautiful 4K version of uh, Human Fall Flat ready to go on the Switch Pro. <laughs> well, in other news as well, um, I can't do it. I can't talk about a 4K Switch ever again. Nah. So if you guys want to have this That's little fair. segment, you can go for it. But I'm That's not going to pipe up. I'm I, not going to help out. And if it ever comes saving, out, uh, I'm going to kill myself. You're saving your energy to talk about your purchase of the OLED model next week, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> the I, fact that it's pretty lucky one of the good, you know, sort of silver linings to come out of being in lockdown again in Melbourne is that I won't be tempted to get up and go do the console swap over exchange. Get right. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'll just have to do it 
when it when it opens up again. <laughs> I got a text from uh, a friend of mine just before we started recording. Is the OLED switch a crazy purchase? <laughs> also, life is meaningless and happiness has deserted me. <laughs> I mean, of course, like you can't have you can't have the thought of purchasing an OLED switch if you already own an original one. Right. It's a without real... the thought of life is meaningless at the moment. G'day, g'day, no Chuck. That's... I'm gonna say. Yeah, yes, yes, you've got it in one. <laughs> it is. Also, genuinely, g'day. Hope you're doing well, mate. Sorry to hear that life's become meaningless. Wish I could understand what that's like. Uh, it fits, though, because it's a very end-of-the-world console to come out yeah. in that it's like it is the sort of thing that, like, that one rich district in the Hunger Games would have because it's so needless and extravagant yes. and pointless. And, well, yeah. yeah, it's also the perfect metaphor for our times because it's like, what do we all want? The pro. We want it. We want more processing power. We want 4K output. Well, guess what? You can't get it. Life isn't going to get objectively good, but what we can give you is something that's just like incrementally like a little bit better than what's going on. Yeah, I believe you know, in what the, the pro. Perfect me- <laughs> I'm pro pro. I think that this is the one conspiracy theory I've bought into. I've done my own research on YouTube and the pro exists. <laughs> yes. It's in a lab somewhere in Japan and it's going to be unleashed in the world one day and uh, <laughs> it's the difference between like we can't travel internationally we can't even do a podcast in the same room yeah but we can go to a park in the freezing cold <laughs> and meet up with two other people that's the brighter screen yep. that's two inches bigger yep. of of the lockdown restrictions in melbourne at the moment yeah um, but hey, we can't complain too much because we're making the most of it. We are doing yeah. a live Zoom show. This is the first time we're announcing this in uh, a couple of weeks' time, October the seventeenth, Melbourne time, Sunday, October the seventeenth at two p.m. Uh, we are going to be going live. Mm-hmm. You can, of course, watch it anywhere that you are in the world. Yeah, uh, and the link will be. You, you buy a ticket, you'll get a link emailed to you to watch it live. And uh, if your time zone does not make that possible, the link will be staying active for what, like twelve hours afterwards. Yeah, so I don't. We haven't figured that them. part out yet. I think that, <coughs> but it will be possible to watch after the fact for yes. either a limited time or in another location or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so, uh, what is what is that timing around the world, Knox? Just for everyone listening. So the seventeenth of October, Australian Eastern. Daylight time is yep. what it will be. A E D T at two p.m. PM. I don't know what that is in the rest I'm of a- the world. I'm A E D T F. I believe yeah. it's uh, it is Saturday evening America. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's early Sunday morning UK. Yeah, like kind is of too correct? early. Yes, that is, I believe, the uh, the way it works out. It's either 7 or 8 p.m. American time. I believe it was uh, West in, in, Coast. In LA, that's West yeah. Coast time, yeah. Yeah, uh, so a few hours later for the East Coast. And yeah, it's like 4 a.m. in London. Um, so that's why, obviously, yeah, we want to make this available for a limited time afterwards. It is meant to be a live experience, but... Yeah, if you don't want to get up that early, that's totally understandable and you'll be able to view it by purchasing a ticket and going to the link that is uh, provided. And the ticket price yeah. is a measly, for anyone outside Australia and inside Australia, let's be honest, 10 Australian dollars. So that's like, that's what, is, what did you say, Knox, before? Like five pounds? It's like five quid Yep, or mm-hmm. around seven bucks. For, uh, we're going to say what, an, over an hour's show. We don't know how long More it'll than, go. Yeah, yeah. It might. It, yeah. I imagine it'll go quite long because the theme is we're having a party. 
yep. we're stuck inside and a lot of people around the world are, but parties uh, still exist yep. in our hearts and we're going to party hardy and talk mm-hmm. about parties and video games and, yep. and video game party stuff. And I think I want to... Drinking in games, yes. parties in yes. games. Yeah, we're going to go through the whole, like everything that under that umbrella of party... Um, it's basically yeah, we'll going to be like a more fun version, not that they aren't fun, but of like a band camp <laughs> thing where this is the topic and it's going to be fun and we've got ideas for, for fun stuff to do in it. And obviously yeah. because it'll be live, we'll be interacting with uh, a chat on whichever platform yep. this ends up utilizing. But yeah, yep. try booking, there, there will be, it's going to be through try booking yep. is the ticket website and the link for that will already be in this episode's description. You can go get tickets now if you want. Totally. Yep. Yeah. I, or at the website, oh, filthycasuals.com.au. We'll chuck it on there too. Exactly. All the socials, whichever. I think we follow. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret for the web users. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to make a drinking game. So maybe actually get in touch. Send us your like, you know, drinking game ideas as well for the mm. live show. And we'll, we'll do it at the start. I'll make a little graphic we, we can show and everything because um, yep. that'll be fun as well. And, yeah, hopefully, like, it's Sunday afternoon here. We'll be having a drink. Hopefully, yeah, in the States if you want to join us with a drink. And, hey, if you want to get up at 4 a.m. In the, in the UK and have a pint, that's just business as usual from what I understand. So just chuck the live show on at the same time. Well, hold on there, Ben. They may not have even gone to bed yet, so we could be kick-offs for some people in the UK coming out from an absolute bender. It's a shame that the times that there's no time that we're everywhere in the world is at the same time. It's annoying. (laughs) We're all on different parts of it, but we tried to make it because that's where we have the most listeners is in those three countries. So we tried to figure something out, but there's no middle time, so this is the time it's going to be. 2 p.m. Sunday the 17th of October. Australian Eastern time. And also that's in place of, because we were going to be doing a live show in real life here in Melbourne, but tickets either should have been refunded for that or will be refunded soon. Um, Obvious reasons why that took place. It's because of um, the accusations against Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There have been accusations flying around that my diarrhea is so bad that I couldn't actually make it through an entire live show. So Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, obviously it's because of lockdown. Um, At least on Zoom you can be sitting on a little chamber pot that's just out of of frame for the viewer. So, yeah, yeah, that's why we had to pivot into... uh, Online, but yeah, if you haven't got a refund yet, hit up the venue because that uh, that should have come through. But yeah, uh, we are not running that, so we can't issue them ourselves. But yeah, contact the venue if you had a ticket, and they should sort you right out if you have not gotten your refund. Yeah, and then come already. have a live party with us. Yeah, 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 it's the first time we've tried to do something like this that accommodates for yeah people not in the one city that we do shows in mostly, and like you know a lot of people have have been like come to Brazil and I. Don't think that's a joke, <laughs> um, but this is yeah the first. And if it goes well, which I really hope it does, uh, I'm sure it will. We'll probably do some more. Yeah, yeah. Get on be there. Fun. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so since we uh, did the last episode, uh, the very next day there was a Nintendo Direct. We did a quick reaction video to it uh, afterwards, yep. which you can find on YouTube if you want to see our live takes to uh, what took place in that. But um. Let's go through some of the highlights of things that were in it because I had very, very low expectations of this Mm. after I feel like the last... I mean, yeah, everyone always has different takes on these things. Like the ones that I thought were some of the worst of all time were other people's favourites. Everyone has different franchises that they care about. But me personally, uh, I had 
zero expectation of this because, uh, yeah, the last two had been very disappointing to me. But I thought this one was really good. Yes. I think we all did, live at least. Um, mm. Yeah. I saw some reactions of, of people, pretty pretty widespread reactions of people being like, yeah, it was fine. But, um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. The thing we didn't, I mean, we reacted live to it, but we haven't gone back to it is the Mario movie cast. That was the thing yes. that everyone was like, what the that fuck is going on here? The big meme uh, yeah. afterwards. But yeah, do we want to just quickly go through chronologically some of the stuff that we're most interested in? I, I don't think we need to do all of it. Yeah. But uh, very first thing that got announced, um, a DLC for Monster Hunter Rise called Sunbreak, which is uh, a big expansion. It's got new stories, a new location, new monsters, uh, it looks to be a very, very dense addition to that game, which is great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone really expected there to be that big of an update to that mm. game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to dip back in because they've been slowly adding stuff over the last, uh, what, six months or so since it's been out. Um, hot, you can play as – you can have Mega Man's dog as your little companion now. Yeah, oh, that looks which, really cool too. Sick. They've yeah. they yeah. haven't bothered to try and make it look realistic or anything. Great. It just no. looks like Mega Man's <laughs> dog and that's sick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, very interested in that. That looks cool. Uh, what else we got? I've got a uh, – I've the, got a – The big stuff for me opinion. is just kind of like I think that new Kirby game. Yeah. Looked like it might be cool, the sort of 3D platformer. Yep. Um, I thought this looked sick. Yeah, yeah, I loved that Kirby 2D game on the Switch. And, yeah, I thought this looked bright, colourful, fun. Always love a 3D platformer. Yeah, very down for this. Yeah, I, I think it could be all right. Uh, that mixed basically Bayonetta 3 and mm-hmm. uh, the new Switch Online stuff is really the only stuff out of this that I can remember now, like, I think overall the direct was good, but it was a lot of them saying, like, and this will kind of have more stuff later. We'll talk about it one day. Yes, they announced a couple of future announcements, right? More direct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that was weird. I'm keen on Chocobo Racing because, you know, I'm a Final Fantasy head. And <laughs> yeah, I looked pl- bizarre, but yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I love a kart racer. Exactly. Yeah. I'm keen for a kart racer that's actually, yeah, good. I liked the Crash Team, you know, Nitro, uh, mm-hmm. re- but that was like a remake or a remaster. Um, yeah, this looks sick. I, I'm keen for this, and yeah, Bayonetta three. Like, I, I I wanna wanna dive in properly. I've never finished a Bayonetta game, but yeah, love the aesthetic, love the style. Great to uh, finally see it. They did a little fake out in the trailer where they had a little mascot character from Astral Chain come up, yep. and I I would have I loved that game. I would have loved a sequel to that game. I also loved the idea that we were going to see Astral Chain two before we saw Bayonetta three. Right. I thought that would have driven people. Absolutely up the wall. Yeah, mm. you did. Um, you did do yeah. a little come when that was uh, that came on the screen. <laughs> I did um, I did do a? Well, you couldn't see, uh, you know, out of camera. On sure, the into the chamber pot. Uh, <laughs> into the chamber pot that I come in. <laughs> uh, and then I think you guessed that it was like going to be a um, Smash Bros style game with a bunch of these guys. But um, oh yeah, Bayonetta three. Uh, yeah, looks awesome. And then I think yeah, kind of like you, Knox. Like there's Animal Crossing Direct, a Smash Bros Direct. Um, that but Castlevania I think, Advance Collection thing. Just yeah, little bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. None of which were like... And, you know, like some of Metroid Dread and more Triangle Strategy and that sort of thing. Splatoon 3, yep. yeah. Splatoon um, 3, yeah. But those new... So there's been Just Scuttlebutt. Just quickly, though. Okay. Mm, no, you go. You go. No, you go. You said quickly, though. So I'm going to hold I, you to that. <laughs> I've got something to bring up. Can I go? 
You guys you go. go at the same time and then I'll go after. <laughs> okay. Uh, ready? Three, two, one. So the Mario movie was Good morning, really video big. games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you go, Tommy. What are you going to talk about? Oh, just quickly, the, yeah, the Switch Online thing, we talked about it last week. It was, uh, yeah, that was the rumour that it was going to be 64 games. Guess Crazy what? that it's right. also Genesis games and they're making a little Genesis controller. Is yes. just that image of him holding up the 64 controller and the Genesis controller is just like uh, the ultimate, like, yeah, Sega's one-time competitor now just right. like making merch for them yeah. is, right. is insane. If you saw that so cool. in an ad in like 1994, he would have then dropped the Sega controller and smashed it. That would have been <laughs> Nintendo's ad yeah. with attitude. It is funny. Yep. Nintendo literally doing it now. And, but yeah. guess what, Tommy? The mm-hmm. thing that you just quickly me over, it's mm-hmm. what I was going to talk about. Oh, you boys are in sync. Ooh, a certain game coming to the Nintendo 64 Switch Online library? Uh, not a certain game, just all of them. The, mm. <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> yeah, these these got announced is all that I, I think maybe the most significant thing because there were rumours that there were Game Boy and Game Boy Color games coming. Oh, right. But I think the 64 is more interesting and the, the Genesis being on there is cool. Mm. It is a yep. surprise to me that it's on a new higher level membership Price right. for the Switch Online. Um, I don't think that that is necessarily warranted. I mean, they haven't said how much that'll be, but like, yeah, these sorts of things were kind of the point of having that Switch Online. So I know it's cheaper than the compa- than like Xbox Live or PSN, but also there's way less to play on it. So that's kind of part of why I think. So I don't know. That's that's a bit of a shame, but. Kind of cool selection of games. Banjo-Kazooie being on there is mm. very weird. Yeah, um, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. That being kind of like they did a little quick skim of like, here's some stuff that will be coming into to, into it in the future and just kind of shuttled that across the screen. It's like that's as big of an announcement as like anything else in this direct. The fact that you've gotten the rights to Banjo-Kazooie back off. Microsoft's uh, very, always been mm. saying how willing to play ball they are lately. Like, That's they true. They really don't seem to mind, and they've been saying like, "Yeah, if he, like anything we can put our games on, we we will try to do it." Yeah. So, uh, it's not too much of a surprise to me, to be honest. But like, yeah, it's not coming immediately. That's one down the track at launch. It's like Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart, Star Fox, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, same with the Genesis games where. I wonder if it'll be called the Mega Drive over here or if it's just Genesis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've just, they can't be fun. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. can't be bothered changing it all around. A couple of controllers, stuff like that. But yeah, it, there's there's a couple of things that I want to play from there. And now there's already rumors that, like, yeah, they've got another one in December. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. I like that. Stops. I like, Tommy, that the um, website that you went to that uh, listed all of these announcements <laughs> was called tomsguide.com. I know. I know. It was the only one I could find that had them chronologically. I thought if we wanted to bother going through it in that way. When I saw the like, um, little notification come up, I was like, is he sharing his blog with us during the show? What is? <laughs> why is this happening? I want you guys live feedback. I don't want you to be able to sugarcoat yeah. it. I want to know done right some, now. some poetry about Mario. <laughs> Little tiny yep. bit of uh, Splatoon 3 as well, which, I'm, well, not little tiny. Like, they focused on that at the end, mm. and uh, it looks like Splatoon 2, so I guess that's why it's tiny in my mind. Totally, I don't yeah. Care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fine one. Watch the video for pretty much this. 
And then as they uh, as they love to do, they did a great misdirect. They bring out the great man Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. People start losing their fucking minds thinking that we're getting in Odyssey 2. He's got the Mario T-shirt on. He's got the T-shirt. He's always, he's always wearing a Mario T-shirt <laughs> with a blazer over it. If it was... If it was anyone else in the world, I would think that that looked like the fucking worst outfit of all time. But <laughs> if you created the guy, I guess you get to do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, they revealed the cast for the um, Mario animated movie. Very weird place to do this, mm, yeah. I thought. I forgot that this movie was even being made. I think yes. for, like, the fourth time as well. I feel like this movie get, comes up and we're like, hey, they're making a Mario movie. Then someone points out, like, yeah, you talked about this two years ago. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I completely forgot again, and now, yeah, the cast is bizarre. Bob Hoskins is playing Mario, <laughs> which I can kind of see, but I don't know, yeah. I think he might be a bit old. How can you... Wait, I mean, yeah, he's kind of way too old for the role, <laughs> I think. Well, it's animated, so I'm assuming they're just chopping up bits of his voice from, from some other movie. movie and, yeah, maybe Roger right. Rabbit or something. I don't know what the movie um, would be. Mm-hmm. I guess he'll be carried by uh, John Leguizamo, who's playing Luigi. Johnny Legs, I love him. Yeah. You know, he's an up-and-coming star. Yep. Luigi Mario, his name is listed as, as here. So yeah, yeah, they're called Mario Mario and Luigi Mario in that movie. The movie that is coming out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the I've real the one is, is weirder. I don't know why I bothered doing this, because the real <laughs> one is... Dennis Hopper as King Cooper. I believe. Uh, yep, yep, he was he was Bowser. Or Bowser, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one that we got revealed right off the bat was, it was just so weird because like expecting, yeah, having him come out and kind of expecting, oh, okay, maybe this is like a new Mario game or something. Yep, yep. <laughs> having, having to be like, yeah, it's a Mario cast <laughs> and guess what? Chris Pratt's Mario. I know. If it they is had, bizarre. It's if been they had everywhere read this, all week, but it's fucking weird. If they'd gone backwards... So Sebastian Maniscalco was Spike. Sure, he's a comedian. He was also, I think, in The Irishman. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is Carmack. Uh, sure, whatever. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, okay. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Interesting, but again, a funny guy. Great voice. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. All right. I'm starting to like this casting. We're getting into some real sort of big stars. Jack Black as Bowser. Great. Love it. Absolutely it. love it. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Okay, I don't know that Princess Peach has a hell of a lot of character to her. She's never been a protagonist of a game that I've played, but she's a great actor. So, you know, yep. Queen's Gambit, Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. And then yep. sure, Charlie Day as Luigi. Now, he, I think of Luigi as a tall, skinny guy, but Charlie Day is funny. So yep, maybe that funny doesn't sounding matter. voice, uh, good voice actor. I can see him bringing a bit of totally. pizzazz to the. Oh, he's meant to be a bit bumbling, a yeah, bit scared. Yeah. I can see Day doing a good job of that. Mario, yeah, I can see Charlie Day being a bit of a good Luigi. Whole cast mm-hmm. at this point, I'm fine with. In fact, some I of them enormously I'm excited by. I completely disagree with everything you've said <laughs> to get up to to Chris Pratt being weird because Chris Pratt is also funny and he's good in stuff that he's in. Often, like it's just not. It it the the tone of this Mario movie that is implied by the cast <laughs> is dog shit. I, <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. I think it's it will be a funny uh, kid friendly movie. But yeah, Chris Pratt. I don't think I've really particularly liked in anything. I, I think he was good in Parks and Rec, and he was funny in yeah. that. 
Yeah, I'd never found that show funny, really, though. Um, and he's fine as, like, the guy from the the Guardians of the Avengers, but... He was in the Lego movies, the animated ones as yeah, well. Yeah, right. So he's, he's got... There's a reason they cast him, and it is nepotism, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is now his father-in-law, oh. and he is producing this movie. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, wow, I was going to say, that's an incredible <laughs> fact. I don't know, it just... Uh, there's I... It it blands it, not dog shit, but it makes it bland, this movie. That's the thing that I have a problem with, I guess, is if you took all of these characters and said they're in the next, all of these actors, sorry, and said they're in the next DreamWorks movie, you can picture yeah. what that movie is immediately and you're probably not interested, right? I mean, not mm. that they're making it for 30 fucking whatever year old men, but <laughs> yeah, it the 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 blandness of the, or like the, the cookie cutterness of the movie, I guess, that is implied to me from this cast is the thing that I go, oh, I guess I'm not interested in this in the same way I was interested in Sonic because it seemed like a mess. Right. Yeah, I I, I don't, don't know. know. Like I, I think all of this was surprising to me, but looking back on it, it's like, well, yeah, it's not being made in Japan. It's being made by Illumination, the mm. studio that made Despicable Me and Minions, which has been it, which I've known about for a while. They reported right. that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So looking back on it, it's like, well, yeah, we knew that. So none of this casting should be no, a surprise because, of course, it was going to have like yeah. Hollywood funny people in it. I'm, I'm with you, um, Ben. Like, I, I like all the other cast individually. I'm a big Jack Black fan. Mm. I'm interested to see what that is. Chris Pratt, I, I have no real feelings about either way. But the, the, the weirdest part about his casting to me is that if you, because that's what I've been thinking about in regards to this movie. Mm. Charles Martinet, iconic voice of Mario for decades now, but all he's ever doing with his acting is yeah. these like little bits and grabs. And like I was thinking before this came out, like I wonder what they'll do with the movie. Like, are they going to have him act for an entire no. right. two hours <laughs> when none of us know what he's capable of as an actual actor? I would go as far as to say I do know and that he can't act. That exactly, would be my, right, yes. right. I would, I would wager a lot of money on that. Yeah. The, Which is the, brutal the for him. He would have been thinking of a, like... Of an animated feature, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have been thinking, I, I'm, I bet, like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be in a big Hollywood film. But, I, like, I just can't – I when you're used to that character having that voice that we've all heard so many times in the games, I, I just can't picture it with Chris Pratt's voice coming out. And I do wonder whether this is going to be – whether the models for these characters will be the same as what they are from the games or whether this studio are going to do their own – Minions, Whoa. Despicable Me, kind of. Ta- I've, I've got a bit of it. That's my biggest oh. biggest fear about it now is that we're going to end up with a weird kind of like, what's the character's name? Is it Groot? That <laughs> the guy in yeah. Despicable Me or what? No, it, like, that's, no, that's from Guardians. No, sorry. <laughs> no, what am I? Th- there's he's got a really similar name. Well, the Tommy, main dude in Despicable. Oh, anyway. Groot. I've got. I'm I've looking got at the cast of- for you. <laughs> I've got bad news for you, Tommy. The Mario art already looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> it like this is yeah, it fits but I mean in. a you bit like do exactly this, mm. and it looks almost to a T what that studio's animation style is like. They don't need to change much. Yeah, Mario is minions. Yeah, totally. Mario That's is probably always true. minions. Yeah, I um, I I just I don't know. I hate Charles Martinet's uh, performance as Mario. I. Because I don't know, like I was a Mario fan before he had a voice, and I just did. It was the same thing. I didn't hear it that way, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. I, th- I th- probably thought it was just going to be like an Italian dude, or uh, but like um, I'm looking at the cast of Despicable Me, and it's just the, the same philosophy. And it is weird if you look at this cast, you don't go, "Oh, this is going to be a massive movie." 
uh, in terms of like quality and broad, you know, reach and like cultural, you know, impact. Steve Carell, Jason Siegel, Russell Brand, Will Arnett, Kristen Wiig, um, yeah. Jack McBride, Danny McBride, Rob Hubel, Mindy Kaling, Ken Jeong. It's like, okay, yeah, they're That's all just the like the, the most funny uh, Hollywood people at the moment. Mm. Um and I've I never seen that movie, but I guess it worked, right? Like, Minions are the biggest thing in the world, basically. But that's what I'm kind of saying, is that they've cast this movie as, like, oh, okay, it's, like, uh, 6 out of 10, maybe. Like, Mario's going to be sort of sarcastic. They're all going to be a little... You know what I mean? It's that yeah. sort of tone that, like the Lego movies had, that I guess just isn't what I'm interested in so much, which is fine, because this movie... Yeah, it'll- is made yeah. for a wide audience. And I'm not sure. A narrow audience. <laughs> I'm not sure that this movie ever was going to be for us. Like, they wouldn't make a movie that we would like with the Mario property. It's always going to be for kids. Yeah, I hate to sound like a full weeb, but like a <laughs> Japanese produced animated Mario movie. Yeah. Would be something I'd be like super help. into, and yeah. and could be the kind of thing that we'd enjoy. But yes, true. I mean, I, I have a bit more faith in it that um, Miyamoto is like at least overseeing it. But I I really, given all this casting and stuff, like I can't believe he's in a boardroom like lobbying hard for no. Seth Rogen to be playing no. Donkey Kong. <laughs> this is this is like a Mario mod for Despicable Me or mm. for yeah. Lego Movie type of thing. Like totally. that type of I'm too old for this at 13, but I'll keep watching them anyway. Yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah. Of movie that I, I don't know. I, but it's very funny how uh, how far down the list of characters they get. Like, yeah, given us the people who are playing like Cranky Kong and Kamek, and like no mention of Wario, whether or not I'll he's in there, it's pretty funny. Here's one thing, and I might be wrong about this, but I don't think that I am. I think this is the first time. That Donkey Kong and Mario have crossed over to this degree, where Cranky Kong is going to be in the same game or yeah, property universe, or movie, kind or of universe. Yep. Yeah, I think because Donkey true. Kong will go over. Yeah. He'll hang out. Yeah, yep. But Cranky, he's always been off in the other thing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, hang on. There was that um, Mario Rabbids DLC. Uh, was uh, he in that? Yeah. Well, also, there's the theory Crank that Cranky Kong but... is actually the original Donkey Kong from like the oh, arcade yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yep. true, true, I bet true. that's a little gag in there. That's one for the adults that they'll throw into the movie. Yeah, um, chuck a barrel Also, yeah, then one last little bit of casting thing. Uh, Charles Martin, they mentioned, as being involved in surprise cameos, which is just like yeah, the most like... Yeah, because he burst into their <laughs> office and started smashing tables. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, Chuck. Um, but JB is Bowser. I'm, I'm, I'm into it for that. Big Jack yeah, me too. fan. Keen to see what he does I, in that role. I I don't I have no expectations of this movie being for me, but the casting choices apart from Chris Pratt, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I I like these people. Um, uh, hey, more content for Absolutely. the filthy casuals. Seeing this casting notice, you wouldn't be forgiven. You'd be forgiven for thinking that there was some kind of glitch going on with the real world. That there was like some sort of some sort of bug or that the direct was malfunctioning and that your eyes were playing tricks on you, which leads us to our first review of this week, the uh, the new game Sable, which is just released on, right. the, uh, on the Xbox and the PC. Yeah, it's uh, on Game Pass. Yep. Um, so you are able to play it right now. But yep. for a lot of people, <laughs> it's you're going to hear that you maybe shouldn't. 
just yet. Yeah, I. So we were chatting a little bit about this, uh, you know, pre pre show over the past few days, and I was like, I, I haven't, I, because I had the game crash entirely the first time I launched it this time through. I played the demo obviously, but uh, it crashed. I had to quit the game, and I was like, oh man, this sucks. And then Tommy, I think you'd started playing it already, and we're like, oh the. It's not just the frame rate. It like just totally hitches up every 10 seconds or so. Um, and then, yep. yeah, later Nox, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's happening to me too. And I hadn't noticed it because I was playing in 30 FPS mode. Uh, right. Which is fine. It's it's totally fine. There's really no frame rate issues. Um, I think it's probably disguised a little bit as well with the, the purposefully sort of janky animations. But... Um, from my experience, if you want to play it without the issues that some people have, try 30 FPS mode. Um, right. However, 60, I uh, saw the same issues as you guys, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> talk a little bit about what it is. It's a, yeah, it's been on my radar or our radar for a little while. Um, very beautiful looking, set in the desert kind of journey style game, riding a motorbike around this kind of like, yeah, desert, post-apocalyptic kind of wasteland beautiful sort of um you know palettes very soft like kind of pink hues yep uh yeah cell shaded look look great (laughs) (laughs) i'm coming up so you'd better get this party started (laughs) (laughs) that's not gonna be (laughs) beaten Yeah, it's got like a, sort of like thin hand drawn lines type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 artist Mobius is a direct inspiration. Apparently, um, Shedworks is a developer. I uh, never heard of them. Um, uh, Japanese Breakfast is doing the soundtrack, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Absolutely love it. And yeah, I think it's. I'd describe it as like a No Man's Sky meets Breath of the Wild meets Journey. Right. Like it's. Exploration-focused, like uh, empty adventure game. Empty in terms of like not that there's nothing to do, but just like sparse and spacious and trying to create a feeling of loneliness and 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 hollowness, but in an artistic way rather than a gameplay way. But yeah, it and it all all, like it really does seem to be there behind um, what was an unapproachable surface. In my experience, that's. Interesting that the 30 FPS thing works, but the thing that I had on a Xbox Series X and that Tommy you had on PC, right? Yeah, is that um, you will every like maybe 10 seconds, probably less. There's a hitch. It's not even a frame rate thing. It's like this. Yeah, true. This weird hitch that's almost like it's loading something in, and it it is so distracting and so uh, unpleasant that it just made me stop playing it after like. 10 minutes. Yeah. I pushed through the opening tutorial and because the tutorial is very, or the beginning area is very guided and then you get Mm. basically, yeah, you go out into this big thing. There's no markers. There's no like, you just have to kind of drive around on your motorbike, kind of find new areas that look interesting, kind of scale up. And when it's actually, yeah, when it's running and working, it looks beautiful. It's, it's exactly the sort of thing that I like, I'm loving all the aesthetics of it. It looks great. The soundtrack that you mentioned, Ben, Japanese Breakfast is a great musician. Mm. She's composed some really beautiful music for this. I want to like this so much, but yeah, the hitching up is just because I was having that experience with the demo. I was playing on a previous model Xbox at that time, which I kind of thought or assumed was part of the problem. And to have it still be running like that on a PC, like I'm kind of tempted to go like Mm. I, I, 
want to wait until they maybe patch it. But I think if it's still like this this long after the demo, and this team, and I also, uh, yeah, I I love everything about it so much, like artistically, that I don't want to come down on it too hard, and I also don't want to come down on it too hard because the team is two guys that right. made it. So you know, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I I really don't want to put people off it too much but it is it's just so frustrating because the rest of it is so and even putting it down to 30 like when it's for those few seconds that it is running properly at 60 it just looks smooth as butter just sailing through the desert looks beautiful it adds to it especially with the animation of the main character and the characters being like uh, similar to what they did in that spider-man animated movie where they're running yeah. at a lower frame rate deliberately to give them this stylistic thing, I think it is aided by being at that higher frame rate right. too. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm the same. Where it seems cool still, but I almost don't consider it to be out yet or something because, like, it was for me at the level where I didn't want to play it at all. Right. With, I didn't. I I didn't even stuff. notice. Like I I didn't I didn't know that it was on 30 fps mode. I played it up until last night on that mode and was like. I don't know what these guys are talking about. This game runs fine. <laughs> and I had a great experience right. with it. And I didn't notice it was a, a low frame rate, you know, like you, you usually don't until you jack it up. Um, That's very true, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, I, I yeah, I, I've, I've kind of been holding off because I think, oh, maybe it'll get patched soon. But, I, I yeah, I, when it's taken this long to come out already and it is just a team of two guys, I don't really know if they have the capacity to do that much more with it. So, yeah, maybe I do need to fuck around with it in 30 FPS that and is just kind of see how it goes. That is interesting to hear that because, yeah, it defaults to the 60 as well, which is why I didn't even realise there was an option on the Series X, which I don't, maybe there isn't even. I right. Don't know, but I, I don't think this game is meant to run at 60 FPS. Like, I imagine, right. you know, I didn't know it was such a small team. It's I, I, I imagine it's more like... Hey, so we're gonna drop this on Game Pass. Um, you know, you got a few more uh, months to put into like put in a sixty FPS mode because you know, like we want to say that it has that. You know, I imagine yeah. if the I would be surprised sure. if they were aiming for that at the beginning because yeah, it runs fine and all of yeah those aesthetic things sort of play into the experience. Um, it being purposefully low frame rate in the animations, like you said, Nox is it, it all ties into to being a pretty fine and cohesive thing at thirty FPS and. Yeah, so t- technical stuff aside, um, I'm loving it. There, it's a game with, from what I understand, no combat. It's all exploration. Yep. It's all collecting stuff, solving little puzzles, and a lot of like vertical traversal stuff, like Breath of the Wild. And I'm finding that really satisfying. I've, you know, mm. just recently climbed up a big tower to do a quest for someone. I'm pretty early in. Like I've left the main area, gone to a new camp, and then I've started doing quests which I assume is, yeah, the sort of model of the game going forwards. I think we're about roughly at the same area because, yeah, I just did the big climbing, a big, big, big right. tower. And that was bridge that was great. It. it was frustrating at points, I will say, that, um, again, you know, this is not a AAA polished game, but, like, jumping from one spot that you that is the spot you have to jump from to get to this wall to climb up to go over here and, like the detection of you hitting the wall not quite being spot yeah. on and being like, oh, I'm now I'm gliding down the wall to the bottom is, you know, that's not something you see in a Nintendo game, obviously, but um, it feels like an old game in a good way. It feels like something yeah. you would play on an early PC in your memory. It reminds me of um, Return of the Obra Dinn uh, in that case of like the aesthetic is meant to be kind of nostalgic and it's a different yeah. way. It's obviously a hugely different way in this game, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying it a lot. 
Well, maybe the tone and the f- the environmental feel of it is so strong too. Like just being up the very top of that tower, and there's like very light music playing, and you can yeah. hear the wind blowing. And it's got that rare thing that when games do it really well, it's so effective where you 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 can feel the like the the heat on the wind. You know what I mean? Yes. You can always feel that hot wind yep. kind of blowing as you're playing it. Like it feel a bit of bloody hot wind coming from you right now. <laughs> 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 was that just the back of your computer, Tommy? Just churning out some heat, <laughs> struggling well, to run this game. Yeah, maybe we'll revisit this next week or something then, because that's interesting to know that it does have a. Because uh, I would like to play it, but yeah, literally mm. put it down because of the technical issues when it was running at that in the sixty FPS mode. But and it's definitely widespread. Like a lot of people have, you know, been reporting these issues too. So it's not. Yeah, it's not crazy. Every review <laughs> I've read of it has docked it a couple of points because of this stuff. Yeah, Even the ones right. that have been really, really positive about it have been like, I've got to give it a seven because it's right. like. I haven't, I mean, a lot of people are reporting things like bushes just kind of flying through the air <laughs> right. and um, all that kind of like, and, and stuff where like quests aren't, you're not able to oh, really? pick, the, pick up the thing to yeah, end the quest and that kind of stuff. more technical issues than just yeah. the, the sort of... Yeah, yeah right. I haven't had anything stuff. like that yet, but I guess I'm not deep into it enough to have come across them. But yeah, I've seen reviews that are like, this is a game that I really love and it really deeply affected me and will stay with me for the rest of my life. 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because of... And it did crash for me. Issues. Like I said, it crashed completely the first time I launched it. So it is not without issues, even in my mm. pretty, you know, um, non-bumpy experience of it. So, yeah. Well, if maybe you have Game Pass... Just, just down the track at some point then. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, they, yeah, yeah, it, sure. When they it patch may it get up. patched. Because also give it, it is a crack, worth, though, worth... Right? Yeah, like, it's on yeah. Game Pass. If you've got, if Game, you've got Pass, Game Pass, um, give it a crack. If you've got a powerful enough thing, try it on that 30 FPS mode. I do yeah. think it is worth uh, diving in at the very least. Or if you don't have any of those things uh, and or you just don't want to engage with it in that way, at the very, very least, look up the soundtrack is on all the streaming services right. uh, by Japanese Breakfast and just have a bit of a skim through that because the music is really, really terrific. It, yeah. Eggs. It is. Eggs. Probably be what, what a Japanese breakfast would be. Just uh, like probably eggs. like a, a you know a seaweed salad. You know, like a little like where they dice it really thin. Very very nice. <laughs> Bit of sesame <laughs> seed sprinkled on top. Delicious. Have some eggs. Bit of miso soup, mate. Yeah, just have. I've got eggs. They don't That's have eggs got. in Japan. Right, I've not. I've got <laughs> eggs. I'm trying to just suggest eggs because I've only have, got eggs. They don't. No, they do. <laughs> they eat so many eggs in Japan. You know what else they have in Japan? What's as that? they do everywhere in the world. Yeah. The need for personal grooming. Yes, they Ooh. do. Uh, it's a universal trait um, that humans and animals share. We all need <laughs> a bit of grooming. If you're looking Big to shave a goat. <laughs> Big assumption that they have that in Japan, Adam. I've only ever seen that blurred out in the, uh, <laughs> in the video. I live in the real world where, uh, yeah, personal grooming needs to be done. And you've got a good option for doing it if you want, don't they, Ben? Yeah, well, our today's episode is, weirdly enough, sponsored by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders <laughs> in below-the-waist grooming. What a coincidence. I know. It's lucky we weren't sponsored today by Loot Crate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of reasons. It's, uh, this, I'm reading this copy. It's the last uh, chance I have to read September copy, and I haven't done this one yet. So here we go. It's back to school time. And we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best oh year yet. Good Lord. <laughs> That's the reason I left this one till the last day of the month. <laughs> All right. We're talking like university type of school, right? This isn't 
aimed at like the year fives. Yeah, I'm not chucking my pube trimmer into my SpongeBob SquarePants lunchbox. Hey, you know what they say? If there's grass on the field, you can buy Manscaped. <laughs> now, the Manscaped fourth generation performance package is just that. That's fourth generation, not fourth grade. Yeah, uh, fourth generation. Are- the, 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 the shaver's <laughs> great-great-great-granddad moved yep. here from Italy. That's right. <laughs> things are opening up. You know, like Wait, in terms of lockdown. Great granddad. Not, Sorry, not, I just, I was going back over it in my head. I know this isn't relevant, but I, I said too many greats for granddad. It would just be your great granddad and then nah, you'd be fourth generation. It was just a great granddad that you really liked. Yeah. yeah so you're third generation then though. Yeah. It's a good granddad. A great granddad makes you fourth. Yeah. And a great, great granddad is a fantastic great granddad. No, uh, it's got a specific <laughs> meaning and I won't have us getting this wrong. <laughs> All right, Not Manscaped. during the advertisement. Sorry, sorry, Manscaped. We've run out of time to do the ad for some pointless bickering. Um, <laughs> things are opening up. Be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Oh, here we go. This Here's a clue. Fellas, go for the valedictorian of ball trimming. Now, oh, right. yeah. Is valedictorian... Is that high school? Make your, make your, make your sophomore pubes more soft with oh. Manscaped. Yeah. Make sure Look you're like downstairs. Look like a fresh man. Oh, fuck. That's what I was going to say. You got to hurry up, If then. only you would <laughs> stop talking for five fucking seconds. I'm doing my job. I've seen your dick. All right, you and it's too messy. What's the rest of the copy say? Seen your dick. I've seen your dick, and it's too soft. Uh, I'm on the quad, the four which has four corners, like foreskin. Be careful of your foreskin when you shave. Fuck. What's what's the website and the code? Uh, you want to go to manscaped.com, you want to use the code FILTHY for 20% off and free shipping if you want to get yourself uh, some of this stuff that we've been talking about. Back to school, baby. Back, back sack and crack to school. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, great product, great company. Uh, they've been supporting us for a while. We love them in there at Manscaped. They're great friends of ours, so do the right thing. Go in there. Get yourself a product. I mentioned last week I went and bought a new one after I lost the one that they sent us. Um, It's arrived. Baby, I'm using it. I've never felt more fresh. I'm ready for when things open up. I'm ready to go back to school and whip out my pristine hog. Open up your pants and open up this (laughs) lockdown, Dictator Dan. Get your school books and chop your pubes off. Yep. Manscaped.com. Enter the code FILTHY. Get yourself 20% off. Get yourself free shipping with a great product. Um, you know how you were saying that Sable is like an old game that uh, a small n- number of people have worked on making like a new version of? Well, guess what? Kana, Bridge of Spirits, which is not how I would have imagined <laughs> it was pronounced, but that's how everyone says her name in the game, is uh, the same sort of thing. It's kind of like Beyond Good and Evil, but uh, modern. What's, Almost like a Beyond Good and Evil 2 if they were to make one of those one day. That will never happen. What I've <laughs> never played the, I never played the first Beyond Good and Evil. What are we talking here? You're talking moving around a 3D space and jumping between platforms. You're talking about relatively oh. simple combat that uh, with, with cartoony fantasy sort of characters. It's got an okay kind of dreams-worky aesthetic Dream, DreamWorks-y aesthetic that um, I'm liking enough to move through. It's got like these sort of fake 
uh, soot sprites from um, whichever movie that was, Totoro. Oh, and, yeah, you know, right. Yeah, you're going around gathering these little fruits of the forest and th- throwing them at different objects to solve puzzles. You're whacking things with your big staff to uh, kill them. It's like a, a, a PS2, 3D platformer kind of combat game in the modern right. day. It's kind of grabbing me. I'm doing okay with it. It's uh, like not particularly original in, in any way. So if you're looking for that, this this isn't going to be your, your bag. But it yeah. is doing like a nice enough version of that kind of Zelda-y kind of... I'm struggling to think what the like stereotypical example of this type of genre would be because it's something you don't really get anymore and it's something that so many different games are kind of like that it, it, it there's not really a figurehead for this type of game does that make sense Yeah yeah right. I feel like I was pretty into this when I when it first got revealed in that PlayStation thing and then everything I've seen of it like it looks beautiful it's an animation studio that have pivoted into making games. Mm, so it looks right. really fantastic. But just like the time that it's come out, you know, there's so much out at the moment. I've got already got so many things on the go and it's kind of just drifted into the background for me a little bit because it sort of looks like a lot of these different elements of things that I've sort of played a version yeah, of right. kind of recently. I don't really feel too drawn to it at the moment because of just how much else there is out there, even though I'm sure I would like it. Is well, that's the th- You've definitely, you have played this game before, basically. Like, yeah. it does look all right, but I wouldn't have guessed that it was, a, like, an animation studio that made it. It looks good, but, right. like, the characters are kind of bland to me. They're expressive, yeah. but they're not that interesting, and the story is kind of, it's fine. You're like this... um uh, a, a spirit guide, meaning that you guide the spirits, not a spirit that guides and you are going around to these sort of places where there are ghosts and letting them move on to the afterlife with these like masks that do a ritual for you. And you've got the staff that kind of helps them realize they're dead and move on. And it's sort of sweet at times and it is like well animated in the cutscenes, but I don't think it looks particularly distinctive or um, like, I don't want to say that it doesn't come across as like creative because it is, it's just that it's not like it's doing another version of a thing that, like you said, you've seen a lot. So uh, not badly. It's not doing anything kind of wrong. It just is sort of uninteresting, but also kind of relaxing and comforting in that way too. So if it seems like something you want at the moment, it's doing it well enough that I think it will be enjoyable for anybody who's after. Yeah, like Beyond Good and Evil is the closest thing that I can think of uh to exactly what this is doing but that type of like ps2 kind of action adventure game this is that yeah by all accounts it's i've seen a lot of good uh reviews of it people seem to be liking it even though no one's really going like oh my god you have to play this it doesn't have the you know i think most people are landing in kind of the same spot you are like yeah good good platformer nothing nothing revolutionary nothing amazing but yeah, solid, solid 3D action game. Yeah. that has got some good environmental stuff, and it's looks got that very sort of and... like B tier attitude of like one of those rental games from 20 years ago. Right. That is in all, it, it's well meaning, and I'm like, it's it's totally competent, but it's just, uh, you know, it's spaghetti bolognese. You know what you're oh. getting, and if you're after it, then it'll satisfy you. But you you might also go like, ah, oh. hmm. if you if you're hey, not, I'll if tell it's you what, what you're looking for. 
I had a bolognese just before we did this. It was what I was looking for, and it really satisfied me. Okay. But, so, Knox, but you, you've won me over. I'm getting this game. <laughs> what? I was going to say, but surely you don't want to have another bolognese right after that. Oh, you are wrong. <laughs> wow, okay. We have de- very different ways of eating then. <laughs> very different ways of consuming bolognese. <laughs> yeah. Very different approaches. Is it, is is it open it? world at all, Knox, or is it linear? It's a linear... Not really. It's like uh, you're you're kind of going linearly and then as you go through, there will be one or two small bits in the areas you visited that will be now have some sort of side stuff you can go get because you're like upgrading your moves, but like so slightly that you barely notice it. You're getting currency, but the only thing you can buy is hats that make your little soot sprites look worse. You're like, it's got that kind of side stuff and like a quick travel and all of that, but it's it's... It's closer to a linear game in the style of like... Uh, it reminds me of Uncharted a bit that you're like kind sure. of climbing and then a bit of combat, but it's all kind of melee combat. You get a bow later. But yeah, I, I, it, it just it's all, it's all a bit bland, but it isn't bad. Yeah. Cool. That's what I reckon anyway. <laughs> Sounds fun. I can only speak <laughs> for myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, you've, you've dipped in on a game oh. this week that... Uh, I was rapping about last week. I went back to this game a fair bit this week because, yes, yeah, Sable, love the style. wasn't, you know, love right. everything about stylistically about it. just wasn't running properly for me. And so I ended up putting more time into this, which was another one I was looking forward to for a long time yeah. because I love the style. And fuck me down if it isn't running. It It is – it's – you talk. This game good. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Fuck me down if it isn't running well. Well, I won't fuck you down yeah. then, mate, because it's running <laughs> like there a dream. <laughs> I'm full of bolognese. I couldn't handle a fucking down right now. Uh, Eastward. Eastward. Uh, we've, I think, I don't know. I've certainly, uh, along with you, Tommy, been looking forward to this for a while. And yeah, same as you. Too many fucking games to play at the moment. So I didn't get to it until uh, this past, you know, four or five days. Um, I love it. I I am so enraptured by the care and and level of detail and and thought that's gone into not just the gameplay and the story but the presentation overall is so impressive it is so cohesive it's like people can say that like putting a crt filter over stuff and you know having chromatic color you know thingies is is old hat or you know a a, a a you know a done aesthetic but i don't care because i like it and it is applied to this 16-bit style, you know, um, very charming, very well-written um, action RPG. Uh, emphasis yep. on the action, definitely. Like, there is a story, but I haven't seen a lot of, like, there's no unlocking skills and stuff like that. It's more like getting new tools, you know, like an older Zelda game yep. probably is, is a good comparison. Um, mm-hmm. Visually, it's great. The characterization of these, you know, little sprites is done really, really well. You know, such clear silhouettes, which is, you know, so important in in design. And, um, yeah, great uh, writing as well, writing to back it up. And it's been, you know, pretty simplistic gameplay so far. It's like chuck you in a dungeon and you go, oh, okay, you got a frying pan and you can hit a couple of things at once. And, like, oh, you drop a bomb. Like, it's very Zelda. It's, like, bombs over there. Yeah. Um, and the areas will kind of, like, loop around. Yeah, and yeah. And you end up in one bit and then you can open that door and go back through there and, and like, snake your way back out. Oh, how do you get in there? Oh, you have to connect these wires. But what happens if you step on the wire? Oh, you get an electric shock. So there's, you know, right. li- little things of, like, very simplistic puzzles. Um, and it hasn't cranked up into what I understand the story is. Like, the billing of the story is, like, you know, an old guy and a young girl go on a big journey and we're not on a journey yet, um, 
but I've played it for like a bunch of hours, so it, it's setting it up well, and I think making you care about the characters before it launches into something grander. Because um, it's all, yeah, I'm just in an underground village at the moment, fucking around and yeah. doing stuff. It does a lot of story stuff. It's like you'll be in a dungeon and then there's just kind of like story stuff that plays out for a little long sometimes. It's Sometimes right. it's a little bit of like two sentences when one would do. But sure. again, it's like you can tell they're just like really into this whole world that they've crafted. And again, I think it's a pretty small team. And right. yeah, it's it really feels like everyone working on this was on the same page it's got kind yeah. of a weird almost like a more cartoony kind of akira sort of yes vibe to it yep. a little bit yep but um yeah i think it's i think it's really fucking great the soundtrack also can't be understated how good it is i reckon that's maybe because that's the first thing you experience is this animated intro and an intro song and it's so fucking good like if this was a tv show i'd watch it like yes yeah. it's, it's really really cool it's really my taste um, is the soundtrack in like the 16-bit style as well or is the soundtrack like instruments? It's instruments, It's but it's more, it's like a electronic style. Um, it's just cool. I'm, I'm sure you can, in fact, yeah, you can just listen to it on YouTube because I was listening to it before. But um, give it a poke, see if you like it because it probably is reflective of the um, the overall style. Um, I think it's fair to say. But yeah, loving and this. Just, yeah. Loving it. The environmental design, when you start getting up to the cities and the towns and stuff, they're just so detailed. Right. Like they're just, they're so vibrant and so alive. And and yeah, like the stuff you're saying, like it's easy to chuck a CR2 filter on. It's like, that's true of a lot of stuff that ends up being overused, but you only mm. need to see an example of it done badly to realise like, oh, it's not just, it's like an easy thing to like sure. switch on and, sure. and automatically make something good. Like you can see a clumsy example of it. So you still... You still do have to use those things well, and yeah, this has it. It really has that vibe of like a, a rather than just feeling like a new game that's made in that um, pixel art style. It feels like a lost super. It feels yeah. like a lost game of that era, which is kind of yeah it, what, what we've talked about with a few games this episode. Like yeah, it it feels a little bit like it's reminding me of Final Fantasy VII. Certainly, the start. You know, it's this sort of slums under. This is underground, but it, you know, in that one, it's under the you know under the 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 pizza under the thing. Um, and it's like people mucking around and using bits and pieces to, to create a civilization. You know, they're all living in like caravans, but they're in a cave and it has that sort yep. of like, yeah, post-apocalyptic cyberpunk, sci-fi, Akira, Final Fantasy thing. But yeah, a little bit more friendly and charming. Um, yeah. Yeah. While still being a little silly. Yeah. 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 Um, well, for a different slice of post-apocalyptic entertainment. Okay. Uh, I went in this okay. week on the director's cut oh. of Death Stranding. Oh, oh. So a game that yeah yeah had you 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 played like a little bit of the first one and and then fell away right? Uh yeah. I realise now I'd played very very little of it, but right. at the time it felt like about ten hours yeah. worth <laughs> of just like cutscenes and working out the mechanics. Yeah, right. so th- this has just been uh, yeah. The director's cut just came out this week. It's a twenty dollar upgrade if you already had the PS4 version, which I did, and I took this opportunity to yeah dip back in and see what I thought because it it came out pre lockdowns. It came out um, in the summer. It was like right at the end of the year, and November I remember just mm. yeah. I just remember not really. You know, we all went into it not really fully knowing what we were going to get, and I remember sitting there and just playing you know, watching a very, very long cutscene, even though that shouldn't really be expected given that it's a Kojima game. And then just sort of 
being like, well, this is it. Like, I'm just mm. walking around. Like, finding the mechanics very frustrating. And maybe it was going in, you know, to it free of, you know, any of these kind of big things that are a little bit shrouded in mystery. The conversation, you know, right around when it comes out is, is this good? And, oh, here's what it actually is. And there's, you know, a lot of debate about other elements of it. But going into it actually just knowing what to expect, for me, has been the biggest benefit of it because those things that I found frustrating for before I love now I just love that it's this basically big movie at the start and the cutscenes kind of ease up a fair bit I've just gotten up to chapter three but the fact that all it is it it being that you go to a center get a package and then you just walk around the landscape taking it to somewhere else I'm fucking really into that this time I found that a bit pointless (laughs) and frustrating but I think, I don't know, I, I think it is really benefited by not being this, what is this game? We're finally finding out what Death Stranding is after all these years. Like, I was saying this to you last night, Ben, it's like, a, it's, it's so funny when the description of a game can pretty easily, someone's criticism of the game or someone who doesn't like it, their criticism of it is just a description of what it is. Mm. Like, I went back and read some reviews from when it came out and there's one that's like, all you do is just go from one place getting a package and taking it to the other and that's it. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's that that's is the great. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's like that's what some people hate about it, but that's what uh, that's what I think is great about it. There's like a real like kind of f- for seeming like it is doing a lot and it kind of is. It's also just kind of like beautifully simple. You yes. just kind of you just kind of walk around and you get into the zone and it's, you know, the feeling of like you do this one mission, this one delivery, you kind of go through these little areas that are all pretty close together and then I just got up to this one where you have to go a significantly further dif- distance and the game, you know, the, the, your kind of boss is really hyping it up to you like this is the furthest you've gone so far, you've really got to be prepared and just that feeling of really saddling up to go and do this huge journey was like this great feeling of like, all right, here we go. Yep. This is like going to be fucking out in the wilderness for quite some time. Like... Yeah, I'm. I I think I'm gonna see this all the way through this time. I'm I'm really glad that it got that little re-release to sort of put it back on the radar. Once um, it gets those like trucking simulator hooks in you, right? Like, it's more closer to that sort of game than like Metal Gear or whatever, where yeah. it's just it's uh, slower paced and much more relaxing game than it seems. Not that there aren't stressful things and there's action elements and it's you know right. trying to be challenging and stuff plenty of the time but yeah it is the the best parts of that game are when you sink into that weird mood that it's trying to create which it sounds like has happened for you now yeah and i think it's this is definitely another one that's like you know got to begrudgingly give it up to lockdown i, don't, I would have yeah, never yeah. had the patience if it wasn't for having mm. heaps of time i finally got persona done last year I put a lot of time into uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon at the start of the year, and I think this is going to be my yeah my other like big one to finally knock off. That the more you guys talked about it, and and also like yeah, as you said a few times, um, just weirdly uh, prescient in terms of mm. the the um, it coming out right before this this all happening and having this theme of connection and being a delivery man and like all this stuff that is just it's crazy, <laughs> it's so it's of the so moment. weird, it's bizarre. Um, you you kind of stopped and then went back to it and ended up liking it more the second time you went back to it, Ben. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly and the same. I, I played it all as well and really liked it when it came out too. Is there any reason for me and Ben to go back? 
that you can tell? Uh, I can't really speak to that because I never really got too far into it. I do know there's – I mean, it's obviously it's had a visual upgrade. It runs at 60 frames per second now, which I don't think it did before. No. It looks great mm. in 4K. Um, I know Angus Truscott, friend of the show, who's a big super fan of Kojima who finished it originally – He's gone back because I think he just wanted to play through it anyway. Right. Um, it's got like a new firing range where you can test the weapons. I think it's got a couple little quality of life things and some new story and mission stuff. But I honestly, I never did enough of it originally right. to know how much. I, I mean, unless you already felt like playing through it anyway, I'd say yeah. maybe, maybe not. But I kind of do though. Apparently, yeah, it's got an ultra wide mode as well. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's, uh, you know... It is going to be a significant visual upgrade, um, which might be enough for me to play it again. Like, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, it looks stunning. I would say yeah. even if you just dipped into the save, and I don't know if you can, like, re-choose old missions or whatever once you finish the game, but mm. just dick around in a couple of areas in that 4K 60 frames per second because it, it looks – it just looks fantastic. It's it's so great. Yeah. There are – there is a few different – it sounds like minor additions in terms of, like – uh, there's like a weird racing mode, there's a catapult, there's some different melee yeah. moves, which, again, are things that you probably may not even use in your playthrough of the game. So, mm. um, But it is a great game. And I, it, I was thinking just before, like, it is so strange how, I think at least, how different the attitude has become to, like, consuming stuff. <coughs> because I feel like, you know, I watched The Big Lebowski you know, when I was like a teenager and I didn't like it. But then a few years later, I watched it again and I loved it. And that happened, I right. feel like, with heaps of shit. It happened with games yeah. as well. Even back then, you know, we'd buy a game and I would be like, oh, this uh, this isn't what I thought it would be at all from the box art, which had two screenshots on it, you know, yeah. and you get totally turned off it. And then you go back to it because you play everything else and you're like, oh, this fucking rules, you know, and it suits the mood you're in or the you know time of year or Absolutely. whatever it is. And I... Almost never do that with games now. Uh, and I did it with Death Stranding because of lockdown. And I probably wouldn't have otherwise. And it's a shame mm-hmm. because it ended up being like one of my favorite experiences of the year. I really, really did love it by the end. Um, well, it is sort of the perfect thing where like, yeah, at the at the time I remember just being like... We, we said it in our... Because I think you... When we reviewed it the very first week we talked about it, I think we were all kind of off it. You might have been the most into it, Adam, but I feel like you you came around the more you played of it. And yeah. we were all just kind of like, this game has absolutely no respect for the fact that you have time commitments and that you have anything else going on in your life. It is <laughs> four hours <laughs> from like booting it up before you do like anything significant in the game. It's like... People can't fucking live their lives like this. Yeah. And to be fair, whereas now in lockdown, that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I think that's still true, but also, yeah. oh, of course, yeah. like, it doesn't matter I, now. I think yeah. on the other hand, and to touch on that as well, Knox, like I used to buy one game every four months, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. and that is the way that I would be naturally consuming stuff if we didn't do the pod. Like, I would have got Death Stranding and nothing else, you know, for weeks and weeks, and I and I would yeah. have gone back in on it after Just push sitting through. through that four, four hours and be like. Oh well, I'm playing this a week later, so you know I'm, I feel f- refreshed, and let's dive back in. So, it, you know, there are there there are elements to the way we consume stuff that it probably isn't ideal when it comes to like 40 hour video games. But that's true. Um, 
but you know we can only give our actual opinions. Um, but it's I'm very glad that you've you've gone back to it, Tommy, and you're yeah. enjoying it. I think now yeah. that it's out there and it's just a game, right? And it's not having right. to be looked at through the land because there was like a lot of weird, like pressures probably overstating it, but it felt like you couldn't just pick it up and go. Oh, yeah, here's a game that I'm taking a look at this week. It's yeah. like, finally it's out. The big new masterpiece from the great man after mm-hmm. years and years and years of not knowing yeah. what it's going to be and we're finding out what type of game it is and, and all that kind of stuff. Now that it's just a game yeah. and actually a very simplistic game that's got a cool cinematic edge to it that's like a really compelling sci-fi world. Um, yeah, if you if you bounced off it early on, I reckon uh, it's it's definitely... Um, give it another shot. One thing that's really weird about this director's cut is that all the controller prompts, I'm playing it on the PlayStation 5, obviously, all the controller prompts that it gives you, it'll be like, push the X button to do this. Or, if you're using the keyboard, push the G button. It's like, what fucking keyboard? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> why Why is all the keyboard prompts coming up on the PlayStation 5? Oh. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Maybe like it was just easier to port the PC version yeah. to PS5. I think that must be it. <laughs> it's I like weirdly lazy. Like Basically yeah. what this is, is it brings right. it up into line with how it runs on a good PC. Um <laughs> I weirdly, speaking of like going back to stuff and having a different opinion, sort of had the opposite thing happen, not to a huge degree, but that DLC, and I won't talk about it for too long. We're almost at the end here because I haven't finished it and I also don't want to spoil it because it's the point of it. But Echoes of the Eye, which is the DLC for Outer Wilds, which was like my favorite game of that year and one of my favorites I've ever played. Mm -hmm. I... It's it's doing more of the same and it's good and it's just not hitting for me the same for whatever Ooh. reason. Yeah, right. Um, which is a shame. I, I can I can see that it's all there. Like it's got a new, it's got new stuff to do in the game you've already finished. Like you don't need to go back and start a new <laughs> game or whatever. People were wondering that mm-hmm. because like the developers also have been pretty cagey about it because this game is so um, based on discovery. Uh, but yeah, it comes up with a way for you to do new stuff in the same thing. And there's it, all the same things there of like these environments that you don't know at first, but you get to know because you go back there a few times and there's stuff that happens there during the time loop and whatever. You're you're solving this little extra mystery and it's just for whatever reason and I'm, it's disappointing that it's not quite capturing me in that same way. Maybe it's just because you can't go home again sort of thing and like, yeah, that the actual way that that game made you discover things was the yeah. cool thing about it the first time and this, this is had repeating expectation that and the other one mm, didn't mm. the original kind of didn't you went into it not knowing what it was yeah and so maybe it's just that it can't capture that again because it's been done once you know like right. it is using mm. the same mechanics and it is using the same controls and the same ideas with a new part to go to mm-hmm. um so i think it's cool and i think if you liked that game then it's worth looking at this because like it's more of that game but just for whatever reason it didn't i kind of expected to be sucked in by it straight away and uh for whatever reason it's not been hitting me quite as much but mm. it is it does still seem competent and it is more of uh what you would expect that game to give you more of right mm. if Out you wilds if you buy if you hadn't played the game at all and you get the game yeah. in the DLC, is that going to be an integrated experience? Yes. They're in the same like galaxy that you're traveling around in the main game, but yeah. it is sort of a separate thing 
like it's not part of that sequence that you sort of do in right. the original game. It is okay. like a side thing. Okay. And it's also weird because it's like it's like a new area and whatever, and this isn't a big deal, but it's like kind of half the price of the base game. But I think that base game was quite a good fucking deal. Sure, yeah. So whatever, but yeah. that doesn't really right. matter. They charge what they charge. But uh, yeah, it's it's it is good, um, but it's certainly not going to be like uh, as as hard of a uh, hit to the face as that first game was in a positive way. Right? Yeah, a yeah, good yeah. Hit to the face. One of the last <laughs> sure, that's a little slap in the face. Well, and maybe yeah. who knows? Maybe you feel different about it in a week's time. Maybe, maybe I just wasn't in the mood yesterday. Maybe being in the middle of the fucking lockdown here is making me go insane at the moment, <laughs> currently today, and I can feel it. Yeah, I went off just the deep end about two days ago, and I am swimming. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just seeing four digits with... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. Uh, hey. Four digits. What is this? Uh, yeah, you get it. E12 formal? Yeah, there you go. Your wife's <laughs> birthday? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a manscaped ad? <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up for another week. Filthycasuals.com.au. We will see you on October 17th yeah. at the live show on Zoom. Get a ticket. We're really looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. Dress uh, up. Wherever you are in the world, you can come watch us dress up. We're yeah. going to be partying it up. Uh, yeah, we've got the Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week. We're currently going through the 2000s in pop culture, having a lot of fun doing them. You get access to the entire back catalogue. There's tons and tons and tons of content on there. I've got heaps, so of, all that stuff out. heaps of shit I've been watching as well backed up over the course of oh, this yeah. series. So once yeah. we're back into normal uh, Nintendo 69 episodes, i got a fucking lot of shit to talk about. So oh, yeah, lots baby. of stuff for the bonus podcast. Uh, yeah, and the videos on YouTube, two a week going up. Uh, we're playing The Sims. We've played all yes. sorts of stuff. We've got the Fortnite videos up there. we got we got heaps. We've got heaps. We've got WarioWare. Yeah. All sorts of different games for all sorts of different tastes. So whatever you're into, go on there. You'll be able to find us playing something that you're into and I, share them around. I we will say, if, uh, my sister told me she's been watching our Sims playthrough and she is oh, not yeah. a gamer. Uh, and I'm sure there are still people, like there are people who listen to this pod just for the comedy aspect and, you know, um, People have said they haven't played games in years and still listen. If mm-hmm. if you want someone to chuck on uh, while you're doing the you know doing the dishes, washing up around the house, put the Sims franchise series on. Uh, it's us just fucking around, making stupid shit. Uh, so yeah, give it a give it a crank. Yeah, give it a hoon. Mm. All right, guys, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Uh, if you didn't like this episode, maybe revisit it in a year or two. <laughs> Might be your favourite one. Beautiful. Could be. Director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.